Amanda and I'm Kristen and we are the extra sisters so sit back relax and let's get creepy welcome to episode 141 and before we get started we just wanted to say a very quick happy birthday to one of our patrons Sebastian so happy birthday happy birthday Sebastian we hope you have a wonderful week thank you so much for all of your support we really appreciate it now for your birthday (laughs) for your birthday week we are going to be reviewing the omen three or otherwise known as the final conflict which did this actually end up being the last omen movie because i feel like they always say it's going to be the last one and then they end up making like a bunch more with movies but i feel like there's a fourth potential let's let's see you can't say the wrong thing right because i I know we learned that very early on (laughs) it looks like there is a fourth okay i knew it (laughs) it was a made for tv movie Oh, well, then they might as well have just... Yeah, that doesn't even count, then, but whatever. Yeah, The yeah. Awakening is the Omen 4. Do we even... No, we don't care about that. Now... I've never seen it. I just like the trilogy. So, budget for this one was $5 million, and they made $20.4 in the 80s. Nice. So, people were... In 81, actually. This was released in 1981. So, people were super stoked about this. The Omen was a big deal, you know? When The Omen came out, and even The Omen 2 and Omen 3, especially for trilogies and, you know, going into the third one, you know, obviously typically things can like fizzle out at this point and people mm-hmm. can be less excited but you know 20 million that's n- nothing to be you know upset about it's you know especially in the 80s so i'm uh, doing doing well you know mm-hmm. now this is we see damien grown up as an adult so I personally like seeing creepy antichrist children, but it's always interesting to see what they do now that they're adults with full power. Right. And that's what we get to see. And what we know about the antichrist is they will be someone, according to, you know, the Bible, if you believe in that, uh, they are going to be someone with power, whether that be someone with a lot of control over the economy, a lot of control over politics. And in this case, both Mm -hmm. and if you remember he was born into both (laughs) he right was a son of an ambassador and he's now the ceo of i think it's like thorn industries or something like that yep which was his uncle's company right so he's a pretty scary dude Yes, this is also the lead actor for Damien is Sam Neill as an adult, which Jurassic Park, like, that's amazing. Dude, as a young man, whoo. Yeah. I would follow him. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right, right. And honestly, like, there's just something about, like, dark power. I don't know. Like, maybe I'm just, like, in as some people in my family would maybe call it, like, an evil individual. I just, and that's, it's the same for like other franchises. I love like the dark powers. Like, okay, this is gonna sound, but like the dark side, like in Star Wars, mm-hmm. I fucks with it. 
I, I yeah. don't like the light side. <laughs> like, it's not that I don't like it. Obviously, you know, when the movie ends and good wins, you're like, yay. But also, as far as, like, attractiveness, it's always those dark motherfuckers, man. Yeah. Mm. Until you get around to frying a baby with a iron, and then it's not so great. I mean, he didn't do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Manson didn't kill anybody. Okay, Right. <laughs> yeah. So we have Damien Thorne, obviously, as the Antichrist. But here, you know, as a child, he did have people trying to help him. And the second one, if we go back, and I'm just thinking from memory here, but we had someone that did know and was helping him along. And that was an adult, you know, mm-hmm. as part of his uncle's company. Company. Mm-hmm can't talk this morning apparently (laughs) and now he has an entire what was interesting about this movie is like you you, i know that the antichrist is supposed to have followers but to me it was interesting because it feels like it'd be something more like in the dark you know like we wouldn't Mm -hmm. talk about the fact that he's the antichrist and it would be something he's hiding but no he's like yeah my father is Satan and you are following me and I want you to get my followers and we're going to all meet somewhere and I need you to kill babies. Like it's very. Yes. Outward. I thought that was super weird too. When like you, you see Damien and you see his assistant following him and then they go into his office all alone. And Damien's literally telling him how I'm going to be the ambassador in the new English ambassador for America. I'm going to, I'm going to be in that position. And this guy's like, Oh yeah, well what about the current one? And Damien's just like all sinister and scary. And then you go on and you see that guy's killed, but he's literally telling his minion right there. But I agree. You'd think that he'd be keeping that more under wraps but he has his he has his followers like they're coming to him now it's interesting too because like you don't see how he got them either mhm like how did he reveal himself as the antichrist as the you know this almighty evil power you know right how he just did all he of a sudden that? has them like you see him speaking to all of his followers in like a a cave setting and there's multi hundreds of people there worshiping him and it's down to children there are kids worshiping him and that almost I know we're not talking about religion but it's one of those things it's like I'm sure it's probably because their parents or somebody of authority brought them to this and indoctrinated them in this like that is the same as religion Absolutely. We've touched on it briefly in other episodes, but we there are a lot of points being made, you know, about kids being raised in very strict evangelical households being borderline child abuse, you know, because exactly. they you don't get a choice. It's not like I was listening to a podcast and it's like, you know, people are like well, my religion is right and I have the good word of the Lord and I'm going to heaven and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, that's just the Lord didn't choose you. That's just what you were raised in. You know what I mean? Like right. somebody over on another continent in another country, that's just what they were born into. Like you're not, you know what I mean? Like it's exactly that's all it is. 
it's not because you heard the good news. You know what I mean? Like, right. And it's so sad. Like, it's one of those things that I've talked about on here before. And I'm just going to mention it briefly. But that was a big problem between Connor and I for the longest time, because I was raised Catholic, I wanted to raise my kids Catholic before I had my the problems that I'm having now. And his big thing was he didn't want our kids indoctrinated into it. And I thought that was such a cruel way to put it. But now I understand. I'm like, yeah, they are indoctrinated. They don't have a fucking choice. They are told to believe exactly what's saying what's being said to them right now. Well, you're warping such young, fragile minds. You know, they look at parents as God. Yes. You know? Mother and father are God, essentially. And I don't mean that. I, I mean, just in their minds, like anything you say is biblical, you know, is law. Right. And so if you are one thing as, you know, Christian, Muslim, atheist, whatever, that they're more than likely going to carry that with them for the rest of their lives. Now, there are exceptions. Obviously, I am one and you are also much different than the way you were brought up. Mm-hmm. So it, but that doesn't happen. And it's unfortunate that that doesn't happen. And I'm not saying people can't think for themselves and decide like I was raised Christian and I am making the conscious decision to be a Christian. I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but it's very unlikely that that's going to happen. You're usually Christian because you were raised Christian or whatever. Exactly. And we don't teach people to think for themselves down to the education system. All we teach them to do is take fucking tests in religion. All we teach them to do is take fucking tests of religion. You know, do you pass this one? Did you cry at the right time? Did you do your kneeling? Did you do this? Like, that's all we teach kids. So how are they supposed to think for themselves to be like, I don't I want out? Well, think about the United States education system as well. You're taught specific things so that you go into the workforce to contribute to the capitalist economy, you know, think about why you're taught certain things the way that you're taught them. Why are you taught American history the way that you're taught American history? You know, right. You're not taught much of American history. It's very, one, it's very whitewashed and two, it's very, it's propaganda. Mm -hmm. The military is propaganda. I was literally reading, I read this whole study and listened to this entire podcast about fucking Captain Marvel is military propaganda. It is paid for by, you can look it up, the military has a contract with Marvel. It is ah, military. I didn't know that much. They do. It is legit. It is mi- American military propaganda to make you pro military and pro joining the military. So fuck Disney for one. So, and our kids are, they don't know this stuff. And and so it's not just religion. It's not just as deep as that. But, and I know we're talking about the Omen 3 here, but it's the same thing. So these kids are fucking worshiping the Antichrist. So if I were to tell my kids to worship Satan when I brought them up, they fucking would, you know? Right. It's that, it's, it's the, that whole concept you And that's what bothers me so much. I was actually just talking to my boss about this because we had a situation where some children were brought in with clearly a horrible upbringing and it really was bothering him a lot. And so we were talking about it and we were talking about how, you know, kids don't have choices they, they're just brought up into what they're brought up. Like in this particular situation, there was the mom and there was a, a younger child, maybe around like nine or 10. And then there was a 16 year old. The 16 year old was the one parenting 
the younger kid and he looked, he was just absolutely miserable and people are just like bringing children into the world. They're not thinking about it. They're just doing it. And that's just something that drives me fucking crazy. People want kids because that's what they're told they want, or maybe they truly do want them and that's fine. But you don't understand every single thing you say, every single thing you do, not even to your child, just in the vicinity of your child is changing their future for the rest of their mm-hmm. life everything Absolutely. you do and that's why that parent parenting is taken as such a light responsibility by so many people yes it's getting better with the generations that are coming millennials and gen z but it's still because yeah, so many don't want even want kids that and the, one of the reasons they don't is because it's like i was fucked up as a kid because mm-hmm. my parents didn't go to therapy Mm-hmm. You know, they thought they didn't need it and they didn't fucking deal with their shit. So there's generational trauma there because their parents didn't deal with shit that they just pass on. Yep, exactly. So don't have kids to have kids. Do not pass your shit down to your kids. And that includes religion. Like you can mm-hmm. be religious and expose your children to that, but it's also your responsibility that they are exposed to everything else and they can think critically and they can be skeptics because it doesn't just evolve around religion you want your children to be able to think for themselves when it comes to everything because you wouldn't want them exposed to something else and not being able to think critically about that exactly it comes from the home too and that's what so many people don't understand they're just like well i'll send them off to school and school will figure it out for them no you need to fucking be there and you need to participate right but they don't it's uncomfortable it's like, well, fucking being a parent is uncomfortable. And you and know us. that. You're a parent. <laughs> exactly. Like, then maybe you should have used, you know, protection. There's birth control out there. Come on, use it. Right. And even if it was like a wanted child, like these are things that I think that you need to have conversations with your partner about. Not later. Mm-hmm. Not. You don't have to have every step of it figured out. And like, I, look, I'm not, I'm not a parent. And so somebody's going to be like, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. But there's a... There's a whole reason I'm 28, almost 29, like, and like, don't want to do this because I have thought about these things at length. Like I am well into childbearing age. Some would consider like getting to the point of needing to do it now and don't want to because I've thought about all these things at length, you know? Yes, I was one of those people, I I will fully admit this, I was one of those people who wanted to have, like, babies right out of high school, like, I'm ready to go, but I have grown so much in the past decade that I am so thankful, because Connor was like, no, no, we're gonna wait, we're gonna wait, we're gonna wait, and I was so upset about that, but now I'm sitting here going, I'm a completely fucking different person, I'm Mm -hmm. so glad we waited. Yeah, because you can change so much as a person, but imagine if you had kids and now you're trying to teach your child all of these new things that you know and learn and love yep. and and believe. Like that is going to literally like for you, it's a journey, but for them, it could be a crisis. Right. You know, so anyways, <laughs> it's just when we're talking about this, there there are children literally worshiping Damien. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people would look at that and be like, oh, my God, they're worshiping the Antichrist. And it's like, yeah, that's not great, (laughs) you know, but (laughs) a lot of people would argue that, you know, there are things that children are worshiping that are just as just as not great, you know. Definitely. I mean, even getting away from the religious part of it, what about children worshiping, you know, the Kardashians? I mean, I know that's a thing. 
Absolutely. And not even just as like, because they're bad people. I don't know who, but just as like for body image issues. <laughs> yeah. It's just reality TV, them just being so glued into the TV or to TikTok or to like, you have no idea what your kids are doing. You're not paying attention and they're just living these other lives. Yeah. And social media and everything and they're being on their phones is okay. It's not like, you know, that's just the world we live in now, but you have to be very careful because like, I can tell you, from my personal experience, like I now can look back and be like, what the fuck? When I was 14, there was a 20 year old talking to me like, and like interested in me. And my parents had no idea. Oh like, yeah. I used to get up when I was nine. I used to get up um, in the middle of the night just to be on the internet and be in chat rooms and talk to people. Yeah. And that's a, it, yeah, like if they're just like a scrolling or whatever, and that, that's, but you have to be careful because it's a very slippery slope. Yes. Know? So it, yeah. And it, and it's hard, like being a parent. I, I hate the whole narrative of like, well, and I'm not saying this is necessarily all a wrong thing, but I think a lot of, you know, childless people are like, well, you chose to have kids and you're miserable. That's your fault. And it's like, well, you did choose to have kids, but it's a really, really hard job and it's okay to not be okay. Like I get it. Right. But you know, unfortunately like don't detach because they're going to use that. They're going to exploit it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's, and I also shared something that was like, get yourself a childless friend. Like you call me, like, you know, I'll come over. Oh, I plan on it. If I need help, I'm going to be like, Amanda, I need you. Yeah, I got you. Just Perfect. give me an asshole. I'll come over. Or you just want to <laughs> have a reinforcement about like, hey, like, don't let's let's have a talk about like, you know, you need another just a way to phrase something sometimes. Exactly. You know? That's what I always love. Like I'm we are getting so off topic. I'm one of those like big <laughs> proponents of, you know, the I know everyone hears the term, you know, it takes a village to raise a child, but it really does. Like think of the mm-hmm. fact how we you know, way back when, when we were in these villages and stuff, when we started off as, you know, civilization, it was a village that was raising this child. So if a parent was bad, well, there was an aunt that could pick up the slack or things like that. And I want to do that. Like, I'm getting ready to move my father-in-law into the basement. And if mama needs some time without the kids, I'm going to schluff him downstairs to him. And he's already cool with that. Or I'm going to ask my best friend, Amanda, to come over. Right. Exactly. So I, I just think, you know, as long as you know the people that you're letting your kids around and you trust them and you also trust their values, because just remember Mm -hmm. that everyone that your children are going to be around are going to suck up their values too, because they're going to be telling your children everything they think they, they should know. Exactly. Um, So you have to be careful about that. Or if you don't agree with their values, make sure you set those boundaries. Like, okay, well, we don't agree on this, so you can't talk to my kids. And again, like that's, that's scary too, because you want your kids to be exposed to different things. But like, I would not want someone telling my child, for example, that, you know, they can't wear a certain thing because it makes them slutty. Like that, that, that's what I'm talking about. I don't mean like they can't be exposed to different ways of thinking, but I don't want them being exposed to things that are going to make them feel bad about themselves. That's what I mean. No, I get you. That's actually a conversation that I've had. I will have to have with multiple family members. And I have had with my mother of, I am not vegan or vegetarian. I'm currently struggling with chicken, but I've gotten rid of other meat in my life. And I do believe that that we start off that addiction in kids. Like they want meat because they've had it their whole lives. 
I mm-hmm. used to have chicken nuggets like all the time. That's why I'm addicted to it. And I want to start my kids off better. But I also know a few members of my family who have literally told me that they'll feed them whatever. And I'm like, uh, I don't think so. Well, I mean, I struggle with my relationship with food a lot and it comes from childhood. So that's another thing you have to be careful. Yeah. With. Like let them like, don't restrict anything and let them eat whatever you want, but don't like force it on them or be like, your mom won't let you like eat this as much as you want. So you can do it here. You know, like that's right. Yeah. Anyways, antichrist. <laughs> yes. 20 minutes in. Have you left yet? Or are you still here? Hi. <laughs> Sorry about that. You know, that's fine. Two childless people telling you how to raise your children. It's fine. It's fine. Listen, I just have opinions. <laughs> <laughs> and again, like there's a reason I'm childless is because I have literally sat and thought about all this a lot. Right. I consume a lot of parental content for someone who doesn't want parents. <laughs> because I'm around a lot of people with kids and I want to be, you know, the best for them. Also, I have childhood trauma, so I deal with a lot of that in therapy. <laughs> right. So I was a child. <laughs> at one point right anyways but basically we have damien and he yes he did actually say he was going to be the ambassador to the united states in london but there's already one of those guys so what does he do not only he kills him like he does but he makes him commit suicide and the way that he does this is awful because like he makes this guy commit suicide by like rigging a gun up to where when his like assistant walks in, she opens the door and essentially causes the trigger to pull. I would feel like I murdered him. Like I know I didn't. Oh yeah, definitely. I would have to fucking deal with that shit for a long time, you know? Oh yeah. Especially cause he goes, I want to do a press release. So there's tons of people coming into his office when he has rigged this up and it like tons of people see him commit suicide. Yeah, that's fucked up. Oh, yeah. Like, people get it on their faces. You're going to be in therapy for years. Well, these people, this generation doesn't go to therapy, but yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, our generation, they would, but, and Gen Z would, but. All y'all suck it up. You'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just internalize that shit and put it on your kids later when you drink. Exactly. Yeah. So... Now that he needs an, there's an ambassador spot open. So he goes to the president of the United States because they're just like buddy, buddy. And this is such a a testament to what money can get you. Just chilling with the president. Yep. Because he's just not just, but he's a CEO. He's not a politician. Right. But it's Thorn Industries. And we're literally watching in the beginning this commercial for Thorn Industries and everything they do. And Damien even like talks about a bunch of it like the the medical stuff they do the famine relief that they do the fucking drought relief that they do they do so much for the world that i'm sure he is one of those people on the speed dial for the president of the united states and also the antichrist is going to be someone beloved like they he does all of this stuff for the the world good things yes he's a wolf in sheep's clothes clothing literally Mm -hmm. so he's with the president and he's like i want the ambassador spot and he's like, okay. And then he's also like, I want to be on the youth council for the UN. So he wants at the children. Yes. And he like he is dictating this whole meeting with the president. He's like, oh, but it can only be for so many years because I'm going to run for senator and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Yeah. And the president's like, okay. Oh, okay. Sounds good. He literally gives, he said, well, I promised, you know, the spot for the 
the youth chairman of the UN to this other guy. And Damien's like, you're going to give it to me. And he literally is like, okay. Right. No questions asked. So now we're in England because he does get the the ambassador spot. And he's doing, you know, press releases and press rounds. And while he is doing a press release with this woman that he eventually becomes, you know, romantically involved with, there are people that know who he is. Mm-hmm. And that have since he was a child. Specifically this priest that's been on his tail for right which is interesting because why isn't he dead yet (laughs) also that exactly is that not a priority to you to fucking kill him you've killed everyone else because satan will protect his own but god will not we've seen that right which is so funny (laughs) like anyways so he basically there are assassins coming after him for throughout this film and one of them comes after him at this press release on TV and he fucking knows it. Like, and he takes him out. Like literally he's up in the like rafters of this filming studio and he falls and he's like swinging through the studio catches on fire. It's like a whole thing. Oh yes. Terrible, terrible way to go. Yeah. But then people are like, Oh God, what the (laughs) fuck? You know? (laughs) And so he, like I said, or just this romantic relationship with this journalist because, you know, she just saw something horrible and it was with him and they had, now they have to reschedule this thing. And, you know, she's very pretty and he's very charming and attractive. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and we have these daggers They Remember from the previous ones, there are these daggers. There's seven of them are the only things that can kill Damien. Right. You can't just go shoot him. It doesn't work like that. So, there are six other priests with this other guy to kill him. So, that's how many are with him. And also, there is this child that is born. And I think he's supposed to be the second coming of Christ. Isn't that right? Yes. The Nazarene. Now, Damien has to find him and kill him. Because it's kind of like... (laughs) It's kind of like the prophecy in Harry Potter. Neither can live while the other survives. (laughs) Right. He has he can't let this Christ child live. And this Christ child was born on March 24th. So basically, he tells his assistant, his little minion, his little disciple to kill every single child born on March 24th, 1981 in England. Just murder all of the boys. Yes. Including his own. He tries to get away with it, but his wife had a baby on that same day. He said, no, like right before. He was born on like the 23rd, like right before midnight. Close yeah, enough. Like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. They're basically the second star of Bethlehem comes is what they're saying. There was an alignment over England, and that's why they believe it was in England. Because it was a second star of Bethlehem and this Jesus child was born. <laughs> and so in a week, they killed 31 babies. Yes, in terrible, terrible ways. Like you you don't get to see all of them. You see a couple. Like one gets hit by a car. One gets taken out by a like an ironing board iron. But you hear about like electrocutions and drownings and all these weird things that are taking out only 
baby boys that are like only a month old at this point. There's the, our news reporters even trying to do it, like a a thing about it, and people are just writing her off. Of no, no, it's fine. It's it's just like you know sudden infant death syndrome. It just happens. They get electrocuted that way. That just happens. Yeah, it's not like it's a fucking like oh just you know it's it's too much to be just like a coincidence and she knows it too and this is the same woman that is dating damien yes which hmm. and now her son has become enamored with him as well yes yeah so the son actually becomes so enamored with him that because he actually has become like a father figure to him and you know like because of that he's like i'll do whatever you want basically because he's old enough to you know he's probably what like 11 ish 12 maybe and damien knows this priest is on his trail the priest isn't making him the priest is so stupid i think in my opinion (laughs) in my opinion in my 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 opinion he's really dumb and the priest actually goes to his girlfriend and is like, hey, you're dating the Antichrist. It's like, and Damien's there. Like, no, the son's the there. The son's there, I'm sorry. But yes, she's like, we have to be quiet. My son's upstairs. Are you fucking kidding me? You know what Damien's like. You have followed him his whole fucking life. Take her somewhere where it's just the two of you. Don't fucking do this with her son upstairs because he's listening. And now he is, you know, one of the apostles, disciples, whatever you want to call it, for Damien. Like, he's a part of the inner circle. Of course he's going to tell him everything he heard. Go sit in a car somewhere. Exactly. Like, it can't get more quiet than, like, in a car somewhere, you know? Yeah, and then he even, he gives her a packet of information. sorry, but he gives her a goddamn packet, and he's like, and I know you need time to look through this, so I'll see you tomorrow, or like in a few days or something. I'm like, hell no, you don't just leave that with her, someone who is sleeping with Damien, and her son loves him, you don't fucking just leave that shit with her. If that was her, I'd take that immediately to my office or some shit, you know, like. Right. But no, she just falls asleep and it's all over her bed and her son steals the shit off of it, of course. Yeah. So, of course, he goes to Damien and then Damien's like, all right, well, I want you to follow him. Follow the priest, see where else he goes. And then the priest goes to his assistant's house and the assistant hasn't killed his kid yet. So... When Damien finds out that the priest has gone to his house, first of all, his wife, the assistant's wife, doesn't know that her husband is a disciple of the Antichrist. Yeah. She has no hard one to find out. Especially because he's been killing infants. And she finds that out too. Mm -hmm. While they have. A son of the same age. Yep. So she's like, you're not going to kill my child. Nope. Mm-mm. And so basically Damien finds out that the priest was there and is super, super mad, you know, obviously like he would be. <laughs> and that's when he's basically like, okay, so you're going to, 
you're gonna, you're gonna kill, kill your son kill your kid and he's like nope i'm not Mm-mm. yeah this is when he freaks out he literally tells him that he is a he's a psycho or something at this point and i'm like oh it was fine when you were making the calls for other people to go kill these kids but as soon as it's your kid he's a fucking psycho but he wasn't before no no Right, because it wasn't you in danger. You thought that you would yeah. be safe being next to the Antichrist and he would show you mercy? No. Right. He doesn't care about you. No, no. So, also, there's like, you know, her, the girlfriend is like trying to figure out if this is true or not. And he tells her like okay well he's gonna have the mark of the beast on his head under his hair and she's like well how the fuck well she finds it (laughs) let's sleep with him yep and that went terribly (laughs) let's trigger warning get raped by him yeah actually and he sodomizes her too yep so viciously yeah she did not consent to that so nope yeah So, but she does see it. So now she's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Do you automatically get a ticket straight to hell if you've been sodomized by the devil? (laughs) Even if it was, like, because God is not very, like, merciful about that, you know? I mean, I would assume so. Like, because, you know, people are going to be like, well, she didn't. She was raped. God doesn't really care, you know? According she, uh, to uh, his own. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to skip to like the end, but to skip to the end, she does kill him. Maybe that like gives her some True. goodness to go to heaven. Yeah. I mean, I would hope so. I don't know. And fucking Peter. We'll get there, but the end is a clusterfuck. <laughs> and her poor mm-hmm. kid. Her poor yeah. child. Anyways. But yeah, so we know that Damien is the Antichrist now. She's like, holy shit. That sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> that sucks. That's, what are you supposed to do? You have to, like, pretend you don't know. I would be super paranoid he could read my mind. I know that's probably Agreed. not one of those things. But Oh, my God. Yeah, when she's... Because he's, like, passed out on the floor. He's been doing his... He has, like, a separate room where he does his worships. And he also berates a statue of Christ on the cross. And he's up there and he must have passed out. He passed out naked on the floor. And she comes and checks out his hair and then tries to like back out of the room. And I'm like, oh my God, I wouldn't like, I would be panicking. I'd be like, he is going to get up any fucking second. Mm-hmm. But like even the dog trusts her though. Yes. You know, because like, she slept with him. Like, don't, doesn't he sleep with a lot of people? Mm. I don't know. Maybe she's different. Maybe he's Maybe. like, this is my fucked up antichrist family now ooh, 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 ooh! i don't i've never seen the fourth one so this is total guessing maybe that's what the fourth one the awakening is maybe she got demon seed implanted when they had their little their little sexcapades that night maybe the dog knew he was like you're you're carrying the the next one well let's see it's a canadian film <laughs> there's a little girl Anyways, I'll get to it in a minute. We're back. I'm going to cut back to real quick the his little disciple gone rogue here. <laughs> because while this has gone on, too, he's going back to his wife like, we got to go. We got to get the fuck out of here. Where do you think you're going to go? 
Yeah, agreed. Like, he literally killed an ambassador overseas. Yes, exactly. But I also, like, that that wife who just stays there and she's, like, ironing and just going about her chores, fuck that shit, I'd be gone. Oh, yeah. Like, she said, she found out that he was killing babies and was like, it's okay, I'll just stay. No. Yeah, mm. exactly. No. So, but she, Damien actually gets to her, like, not physically, but, like, you know, he can do, he's, like, got the devil, right, on his side. So, like, he can do stuff, or somebody can, around him, you know, like, his daddy can do stuff. <laughs> right. And gets into her mind, and she fucking waffle irons her kid with an iron, like, mm. you know, fucking. That's terrible. Yeah. Hot irons her kid in the face. Mm. Yeah. So when he gets home, her kid, his kid's dead already. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We never actually find out who the Christ child was, though. Do we? No. Nope. We do not. There was a thing in my trivia that said basically in, I guess there's a book of this that was written afterwards. They kind of put in some details, and I guess there was a baby born to gypsies, and that's why there wasn't a birth record for it that was Jesus. Jesus. I kind of thought that Jesus was just going to come back and like, you know, all his adult glory, not as a baby, but. Well, I mean, he does kind of at the end. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's why I was like, is he a baby or is he not? <laughs> right. Yeah, it, that was confusing as well. Like, I thought the second coming was just him, like Jesus, like basically descending from heaven, you know? Yeah, I agree. That's why, I, like, I kind of didn't like them putting in the gypsy aspect of it in whatever book was written because it makes more sense to me that they didn't find, I mean, it's terrible that they killed all these babies, but that they didn't find the baby and Jesus just came back like he's supposed to. That's what I, I thought. Know. I was like, did I miss something in the Bible about a baby being born again? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, it doesn't necessarily not make sense because like a second coming of Christ with him being born again. But I was like, that's just like, we're just repeating the same story again. Like exactly. the Bible is just doing it again. We're just finding another baby. Like, and he's going to come back and do his whole thing again. Is he going to die again? Like what's happening? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure in Revelations, he comes back as like a, an adult person. Right, that's what I thought. Or like the spirit of Jesus or whatever, you know, like Yeah. And he comes back, you know. Yeah. And then chaos reigns. Right, exactly. Yeah. Good thing that's not gonna happen. Anyways. <laughs> so we have babies dying and uh, apparently that didn't work. And we have the priest and uh, comes back and poor that poor woman is basically like, So my son is now, you know antichrist minion and yeah. they're like fuck and the real christ child he says oh okay he says damien can't get to him they got him I ah, about that okay. yeah and so they're like all right let's go get him let's go fuck him up and so she basically goes back and is like give me my son and he's like well if you want your son i want the other child. I want the Christ child. And she's like, all right, 
And basically Damien's like, the only way you're going to get your kid back is if I get that Christ child. And Peter, the her kid is like, are you actually going to do this? And Damien's like, if she actually wants you back, she's going to give her to me. So he's like low key threatening this kid <laughs> yeah. like, to him, you know, or maybe he would have kept him. I don't know. Like as another little dog. I don't know. <laughs> right. But the plan does not go very well because Damien sees the priest, which is, oh God. So fucking stupid. This priest is so stupid. And he uses Peter, the the kid, as a shield against the dagger. And Peter fucking dies in his mom's arms. Mm-hmm. So, like, the only person that dies in this movie other than all those priests is that kid. Yes. Well, like, I mean babies, but... <sighs> right. Know, other than the babies. Of our main characters, the kid dies, which I was mm-hmm. like, that's a kind of a rogue choice there. Like, you know, that's interesting. You would think it would be like the priest, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. He, she ends up killing him. So like you said earlier. Oh, yeah. Mom rage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he's like, he, he's like calling Christ. He's like, square up, man come square up basically (laughs) and and so while he's trying to like square up to christ leaves him he's not paying attention he kind of does that like villain monologue thing you know (laughs) yes and it leaves him open to being stabbed in the back and it's this whole dramatic thing and he dies and collapses and then christ comes through the archway above him and damien's like fuck you christ and then he dies and then poor the the priest is carrying Peter's body and hands him to his mother, and then they leave. Yeah, but it does kind of... I'm not positive. That's I'm just kind of what I saw. It looked kind of like the kids sat up a little bit, and then there were biblical you know, quotes at the end of the film that basically said that once Jesus comes back, there will be no more death and stuff like that. And I'm like, I wonder if he didn't die. Or, or if maybe, Jesus brought him back. Maybe he's a saint now. Maybe. I don't know. I made that up. <laughs> I have no idea. But he he worshipped the Antichrist and then got killed by the Antichrist. And they're like, saint. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. But yeah. So I was just kind of looking at the fourth one. And it's about two attorneys that adopt a little girl who's the antichrist, which is smart. Like if Jesus wanted to be smart, or Jesus, Satan wanted to be smart. He's like, you know what? I'll throw everybody off a girl, (laughs) make her the antichrist because nobody's looking for a woman. That'd be bitching. That'd be bitching. Honestly. Yeah. So they adopt her. Nope. Does not look like the child is Damien's. So, hmm. missed opportunity. Exactly. <laughs> or maybe they were like, they'll see that coming a mile away. <laughs> right. But it says something about somebody being a disciple to Damien Dorn, but that's it. Hmm. So, just helping her, basically. So, yeah. So, the fourth one is me. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't really say anything about the reception either. Because, you know, made for TV. 
Right. Oh, it received an overwhelmingly negative reception from critics. Oh, overwhelmingly negative. It has an approval rating of 17%. Oh, okay. (laughs) 2.6 out of 10. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So, just, just ignore that. Now... The Omen 3 had, while talking about reviews here, typically the, once you get further into a franchise, people, not, not that they don't, you know, still enjoy it and pay attention, but the reviews tend to, you know, they tend to, to falter a little bit here. And they, they, they do that with this one as well. So it has a 33% audience score and a 30% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes here. Now, Damn. you're the omen bitch here. So <laughs> I know you may have some trivia, but you don't have to give your final score, but kind of just in your like omen trilogy here, like where does it fall for you? Is it your least favorite? You know, is it your favorite? Is the original your favorite? Are you an OG bitch? How do you feel about (laughs) all of these? The second one is overwhelmingly my favorite. I love the second one when he's a teenager and he's at school and really starting to come into his powers and stuff. My favorite. Then it would probably be the original. And then it would probably be this one, but not far away. Like, I don't, I wouldn't give it a 30%. I'd probably say four out of five on this one for me. I still like all the omens. They they seem to be like my series that I love so much. Yeah. The only trivia that I had, we kind of washed over it a little bit with the priests, but they try to attack Damien multiple times. And there's one where they're on a bridge and there's this man on a horse and he gets bucked off the horse and thrown off the bridge backwards. The stunt person, that was a hundred foot fall. And he was, he had a bungee cord, but that stunt person said that that was the scariest stunt he's ever done in his life. And I fucking bet. Oh yeah, I bet too. Yeah. So for me, I definitely, I like all the Omen films. What really, I've talked about this in every single film that we have done or every single Omen film. What gets me more than I think anything is the, the score is music is amazing oh my gosh it is so chilling to me and it is it just gets me like i I, it could be a garbage i'm not saying it is it could be a garbage movie and it is just like so scary to me and i i just don't (laughs) just don't like it so for me the film Yes. Yeah. So for me, it was, I I wish that they had done, the ending felt a little short to me. Agreed. Just all of a sudden he's dead. It was very quick. And Damien felt a little angsty to me, Uh, a little like teenage angsty to me. I feel like they carried from child to adult, he seemed more powerful as a child than as an adult, even though he had more power as an adult. Does that make sense? That also makes sense, yeah. Like, he... I, I think it was the script, to be honest. Or I think it was his dialogue, because the acting of this actor, we know he's a good actor. And I think the acting right. was great. So I feel like some of the sequences were too... I feel felt like some of the sequences were too long and then some of the sequences were too short. So I felt like there were some pacing issues. 
mm-hmm. that I wanted more of some things and then less of some things. And I wanted some things to be more badass and some things to just be a little short. And so I, and then I also felt like there were some things that like, I don't know, I just wanted more of, I wanted, this is going to sound weird. I wanted more debauchery and more sinister, more sinister plot point, if that makes sense. Like, yes, killing babies is terrible. (laughs) I don't, I I don't know. I just, I, I, it's hard to explain. Like, like I, there was a lot more intimate peril in like the second, the first and second one. Yes. No, I actually agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. The, this one felt very hands-off. Yeah. You know, he was, he he just delegated to his minions which is fair because i feel like at this point in the antichrist's you know life he can do that but there wasn't a ton of me being scared of him right yes so i it was mostly his minions like what are they gonna do right so i wish there would have been a little bit more of that so i feel like as far as like the omen franchise goes it lost a little bit of um for me, but I did still enjoy it as far as like, it still felt like the omen to me just less so than the other ones. So for me, it'd probably be more of like a three, three and a half, but it was still Mm -hmm. a really solid, like I would still watch it it without like being upset about it. You know what I mean? Like it was still a good (laughs) movie. So I just wanted like a little bit more, but it was still a good film. Yeah, definitely. I can't refute anything that you just said. You're completely right. He's not scary, and the end comes so fucking fast. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. And again, happy birthday, Sebastian. Thank you so much for supporting us. If you would like to join our Patreon, please head over to patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters podcast, and we appreciate you all so much. You can hang out with us on all the other social medias. Facebook and Instagram are the Extra Sisters podcast, and Twitter is at the Extra Sisters. And next time, whatever you do, don't answer the phone. Till then, stay creepy.